Yo, 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 yo. Oh, you thought it was over. You were like, I guess they just really got tired of watching mediocre football and it's they gave that, up the podcast. It, well, you were kind of right. Again. It's that sound again. It's those voices again. You were kind of right. You were kind of right. We really did just kind of give up on last season at some point from a podcast standpoint. Uh, a lot like Jason Garrett, you know. Uh, Jason Garrett, you mean the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants? Whoa, Jason Garrett, what? Boom, dude! A lot that, has that would have been such a cool. Uh, that would have been such a cool like thing if we were like Airborne. breaking that story and it wasn't like a year old now that he was. But whatever, let's let's roll. So, obviously, guys, uh, this is Andy Gatelli, Benjamin Walker. This is Boysleby Boys, twenty twenty quarantine, way ahead of the game. All other podcasts are like, oh, how do we record when if we all have to be in our houses, we can't get together and record me and been like, ha, we've been doing that shit from the jump. We already know this drill. One, you D-Town legend. D-Town legend, then Walker around. My boy Goat holding it down in Texas's capital, doing big Keeping things. Weird, baby. Keeping it weird down here. And uh, yeah, we are we are back. We're back. Um, so let's start where we always start, man. How I mean, how have you been since uh, week three of 2019? <laughs> it has been a while. It has been. <laughs> it has been a long hiatus. You know, I feel like I just I got home from doing a bid. You know. Yeah, like, went to school. I'm, had to go sit down for a little bit. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. I'm just. I feel like you know Avon coming coming home, getting out of Jessup. You know, gotten the fresh threads, getting in the back of the. Ben, our uh, listener base door. is young and hip. They don't know what the wire is. All right. The wire it was like in Fortnite when like you respawn <laughs> and then you get a Travis Scott burger from McDonald's and you're like, it's lit. <laughs> it's lit. It's litty. <laughs> um, yeah, watch out for me and Ben's uh, McDonald's collab meal coming out next year. The boys will be burger meal. Yeah, we actually are, are not sponsored by McDonald's. It's always uh, Grape Swisher Sweets are uh, hosting the podcast for Grape yet another Swisher year. Sweets and Raytheon. So if you ever need uh, a predator drone to airstrike one of your enemies, Raytheon, the only name in the game. Or a low quality smoking tobacco. <laughs> yeah, those are the two. Not sure how, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to find like a crossover promotion, like if we can find a way for, but we'll figure it out. So um, yeah, man, I mean, it's been wild. It's been crazy. Uh, I mean, since we lasted a podcast, um, I've moved to a house in Austin. Uh, me and Cassie both got COVID-19. We both recovered from COVID-19. Uh, it's been nuts, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm You're glad still engaged, back. not married. We are still, still engaged. engaged. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me, don't, don't even get me started, man. I'm sure my mom and dad are going to listen to this and be like, wait, no, we're always asking about <laughs> I don't know why I made their their voices don't sound like that at all, but that's when they're nagging me. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, Yeah, man. So that's, that's been it over here, but I'm, I'm stoked. We're finally getting back to football, dude. Cause quite frankly, I've gotten pretty, like pretty desperate on the sports front. Like I got real into formula one. Like I just like glommed onto that. Cause I just needed some kind of competition to watch. I saw you posting about it and I was a little taken aback, but you know what? Uh, I, I applaud all new, new efforts for you all I got, new yeah i mean i watched hobbies. that netflix show uh i don't know if you've watched it. it's called drive to survive it's kind of like hard knocks but for formula one um and i was kind of like uh like i don't really like auto racing of any kind but i watched this show and i was like this shit is actually fire so 
I recommend it. If you haven't watched it, Drive to Survive on Netflix. It's pretty sweet. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, sports are back. Uh, one Dallas team has already let us down. Uh, Mavs are out. Other Dallas team stars. Uh, apparently, some still things change. Hard. Some things stay the same. <laughs> That's right. Um, stars doing their thing, but but with football coming back, we have decided to take up the reins again, start the pot again, and what better time to talk? Um, about what's happened since we've been gone, goat. So we won't yeah, rehab man. the we got entire a, we got a, season. Yeah, we got a we got a pretty long list. Obviously, last season, um, for those just catching up, if, if your only exposure to the Dallas Cowboys is listening to this podcast, I have bad news. Um, the Dallas Cowboys did not win the Super Bowl last year. Um, I didn't so that, get very that close. sucked. That that sucked. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I wasn't a huge fan. We're about um, six wins away. <laughs> yeah so um, you know right there yeah so it it wasn't super tight um we ended up going what eight and eight i believe yes we did yeah um started off hot three wins in a row then three losses uh but it kind of just went back and forth like that all year um lots of lots of games where we just like lost by a touchdown um and you know, an eight and eight season. We, it's certainly not the first time we've seen that, but it ended in a crazy way because it did end in after almost a decade, the Dallas Cowboys bidding farewell to one Jason the Clapper Garrett. The robot is gone. Um, a lot of people wanted our reaction. I remember a lot of people hitting us up around then. Uh, we were still we were still dark. We were still in a hiatus. We had not. Uh, come out yet but man uh go your initial thoughts when you heard the news jason was gone i, I mean obviously I, I was happy i'm not not happy like i never thought jason like sucked and i don't hate jason as a i don't think he's a dick or anything I think he um, has enough personality I, I think it was just it reminded me of like when cliff kingsbury was the coach at tech it's like you wanted him to do well like you were rooting for him to do well not just because you love the team but because it would you it would be great if he did well with the team um but it had just become obvious that, that this wasn't going to work like we had done this so many times with such talented rosters um and just always come up short and and i don't think jason would really give you any different answer than that it's not like he didn't have a long leash or a good run um i was more concerned about who would be the replacement yeah man i i was pretty happy i mean we man when we started doing this pod like three or four seasons ago like that was one of the first questions that we got in like what has to happen this season for jason garrett to keep his job and like Jason Garrett was the king of hitting that the minimum threshold for that to be true and then being like, sweet, I'm safe another yeah, year. That's for sure how it worked. And that was really the problem with Jason. He just never – you never really felt like he elevated this team to play above their heads. You know, they, they were never terrible or very rarely terrible. They just never really seemed to adjust, get better. They never could build a momentum. We'd have a great season in 2014. Setback 2015. Great season. Rookies 2016. Looks great. Setback 2017. Another good season 2018. Win a game. And then setback 2019. It was just he never could build momentum going forward. And I think that was the most frustrating thing as a fan is like, you're like, well, we're not bad. We just 
Especially not, with the talent any, that the Cowboys had, like how many seasons are we just like, man, like there's some real, you know, this is a pretty stacked roster. Um, and obviously we're going to get to, uh, the, the move to bring in Mike McCarthy as the head coach. Um, but it's nice to not have the impending feeling of just like, well, we're going to squander all this talent. Like at least I'm, I'm giving the new administration the benefit of the doubt of like, well, let's see what they do with it. You know what I mean? Like there's, we, we don't know for sure they're going to run this into the ground yet. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Well, and we've said forever, there's just, there was a, there was a proverbial glass ceiling on this team that they never could push through. So McCarthy, um, he, he was out of football for a year. It did end poorly in green Bay. They at least won one super bowl. Um, the relationship apparently got pretty frosty between head coach, Mike McCarthy and star quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, which if kind of like Aaron Rodgers and his family and Aaron Rodgers and every girl he's dated and Aaron Rodgers and most teammates and Aaron Rodgers in the media. And there's a theme I'm sensing there. Goat. He's like Patrick Reed. If Patrick Reed was really talented. <laughs> You know, Rodgers, yeah, he's great. He's probably declining, but uh, yeah, that was not good for McCarthy's job security. And a lot like Dallas, they felt like they just needed a change. They had kind of, he had been there forever and they yeah. need something new. So he took a year off of football. Um, I don't know if that was by choice. He says it was. <laughs> if you're not getting the, the offers, whole narrative it really of like what choice? he did. Yeah. The whole narrative of like what he did. I don't know if I believe it, but it sounds cool. But like yeah. he took this year off, he built this like, video room behind his i'm assuming some fucking badass mansion that he has from being the head coach of the nfl in in the, in the nfl and he just like watched all this film and like re-architected his entire approach to the game around like a more modern offense which like if he does come out and like use all our weapons effectively and like has a really modern offense how pissed is Aaron Rodgers gonna be like how pissed will Aaron Rodgers be like okay now you decide to utilize a bunch of weapons. I've been begging for a receiver. Uh, I know. And analytics. He's he's been very keen to use that word because he knows Cowboy Nation is uh uh that was something Jason apparently never heard of, um, or at least seemed yeah. to seem to not utilize, especially on fourth and ones and long field goals and shit like that. Oh, you that. know you know that J if it was up to Jerry, like if Jerry and like a lot of Cowboys fans had their dream coach, it'd be some coach that was like Gruden who's like I don't believe in analytics, data, data, computers. Let me tell you, a computer can't run the ball from the one, all right? And, <laughs> and, and then win. If you can win while saying that kind of shit, that's like, that's like perfect, dude. Like, oh, that's like the ultimate boomer football wet dream is to like prove all this flashy bullshit wrong with good old fashioned football knowledge, boy. That's, <laughs> that's their dream. Yeah, yeah, and you look, McCarthy's old school. What was scary is apparently from a lot of people, if we weren't going to be able to get McCarthy, Garrett was maybe going to come back. Like Jerry really hadn't ruled Jesus it out all the way. Christ. It's scary, yeah, he, but I can't even remember. I mean, I was definitely on like the Lincoln Riley train for a little bit. I was definitely oh, on yeah. the uh, uh, the uh, Saints coach. Uh, Peyton, Pay Sean Payton, thank you. Yeah, Brain that fart. was a pipe I was, dream. I was down with that. Um, Lincoln Riley would have been tight. Tony, no. Tony Romo, Jason Witten. I saw both of those names floated multiple times. Hey, um, there, you could get numbers in Vegas for him. You got That's the promote Kellen uh, squad. Oh, yeah, 
that yeah well he is actually still here so we'll talk about who's here most coaches are gone uh marinelli is out um they did let mccarthy choose his own coaches uh the one of note Uh, except for kellen right like he they they, they didn't did he did he choose to let kellen stay or was it kind of like we'd like you to let kellen stay and he was like well that depends your conspiracy theory of how much you still think jerry's pulling strings and how much he's right leeway he's given to a new head coach the reports are that he met with them and decided to bring kellen back but yeah and he and he you know mike mccarthy did call plays in green bay he is um not gonna do that in dallas as of now kellen calls plays we'll see what happens if i I will say it does my vibe i've gotten thus far is that mike mccarthy is asserting his own independence of jerry quite a bit and maybe that's for show and like because it's the beginning but like Oftentimes in the past, like in the Earl Thomas situation, like it would be like, is Jerry going to go get Earl Thomas? And that's the question. And in this round of that game, we heard both the, does Jerry want to get Earl Thomas? And then we've also heard like very publicly, Mike McCarthy expressing his opinion on whether or not the team should bring in Earl Thomas. So he's obviously like trying to like plant his flag a little bit in this team and how they, what personnel they bring in and how they run. You know, I think Jerry definitely earned his reputation as a meddler. And I certainly think he is. He's the only owner in the league that I think it's interviewed after every single game. Like I, I can't even name another owner that prefers. I was going to say, well, I I can't name most owners period. Like who owns, you know, the, the Dolphins. Right. He's very visibly the most owner in the, uh, or the most visible owner in the, in the national football league. And so, but I do think he, he's stepped back on like micromanaging over, yeah, even with sure. especially like I really as, don't as think even especially as Steven has kind of risen into kind of a more day-to-day operational role and like right. taking some of that off of his plate. Jerry's really just been able to do like kind of spin zone, bullshit, marketing, chilling on yachts. Stuff the, more in his wheelhouse. Hey, get the brand up, baby. Hell yeah. Hell so yeah. I actually was what I was trying to say though is I don't really think he's meddling too much with McCarthy. I really don't think he did much with Jason either. So Well, um, they just love Jason like a son. But so a lot of people like, it just seemed like Jason was a very elaborate meat puppet that Jerry had yeah. crafted that could form a couple of sentences about playing the three phases of the football game well and it is a fun. privilege to play for the dallas cowboys football organization uh it's important to be good in the offensive game the defensive game and the kicking game all three I've phases one, of the game i've preached important. one word all year long consistency okay consistency in the offense consistency in the defense consistency in kicking in special teams today we didn't have any of that that's why we lost the game <laughs> So we're going to go back out there and we're going to work on it. This is a good football team. No doubt about it. Are you going to miss those? You're going to miss your Jason days? I mean, honestly, at this point in the modern media paradigm, almost all coaches are like that. And almost all players are almost like that. You know, like, I mean, you have very few like Jimmy gives interviews exactly like that too. And, and you'd rather have that, right? Like there's, there's very little upside in being like, a crazy interview that well, like I a really very think it, narrow band of there's a narrow band of positive outcomes for that, but there's a lot of ways that can go wrong. So it's always just safer for your guy to just be like given 110% play as a team, great organization. Those guys on the other side of the field are great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, absolutely. So McCarthy's a little bit of that. Um, I think that was very clear when we got 
fast forwarding a bunch to like the blue white scrimmage game, which me and Andy knew was a farce, and he just took off all the jerseys and names. It wasn't even this year. They didn't even really scrimmage. Like they, yeah, they had no numbers, no names. They didn't really run offense versus defense for most of the time. Like, yeah, it was it was bullshit. Right. So I think uh, I guess I'll ask you the question: Are you happy with the hiring? Yes or no? You know, initially, my initial gut reaction to it was like, I wasn't that stoked. Not that I was upset by it. I was just like, that's not exciting. Like, I don't get pumped thinking about Mike McCarthy. As time has gone on, I'm pretty, I mean, they had a great, we'll get to it, but I thought they had a great draft, which I know Mike participated heavily in. Um, It seems like they're, they've progressed really well, despite a really challenging first season. Uh, under his regime, and he says all the right things. I, we won't really know until they play, but thus far, he's been, I think, uh, a good, uh, a good addition. Yeah, you know, well, time will tell, right? Time will tell very quickly. But uh, hey, uh, we can always fall back. Hey, at least he's won a Super Bowl. That's always what yeah. people are going to say. At least he's been there. So, and he's used to coaching a team with very high expectations. That's very. Uh, I bet Dak is a way easier coach's player than A-Rod was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, move on. We have coaches. We did keep Kellen Moore. Uh, Marinelli's gone. We actually brought in Mike Nolan as defensive coordinator. Um, Mike Nolan's been like a forever around the NFL coach. He was the 49ers head coach at one point years back and they were not very good under him but he's a fine coordinator i think he spent the last couple seasons in new orleans as a linebacker coach before he got brought here so football lifer you know i I don't once again it wasn't like the i don't think people get excited about defensive hires anyway but nobody was like holy shit this guy's gonna revolutionize the defense but yeah i mean it's hey he's a he's an experienced coach we'll we'll see what happens with the d yeah, and in addition to a uh, kind of a new set of coaches, obviously, like any NFL team, there was some turnover in the player department as well. Yeah. Um, so, as kind of expected, I would say the Cowboys had to uh, bid adieu to uh, veteran corner slash former safety Byron Jones. Uh, he went off to play for the Miami Dolphins for What's what to the chagrin of Cowboys Twitter. The woke Cowboys. Dude, so many people on like Reddit and Twitter were just like, we're giving up the best corner in the league. I mean, he and now he is, as of yesterday, after Jalen Ramsey signed his contract, Byron's no longer the highest paid corner. But I mean, dude, I liked Byron. I really did. He was a humble, hardworking guy. He was a team player. He switched positions when asked. He played very well at corner. He played, he covered really well. Dude, people no act like we're getting rid of like Darrell Revis. Like, Dude, yeah, exactly. Like he doesn't get turnovers, and I have seen him burned in red zone coverage before, like in key moments. So it's not like I mean he's a very consistent, like I would say like above good player, like pr- very. Look, like he's very good. He's not exciting. He doesn't get thrown at a lot. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's not a ball hawk. And I literally probably heard him speak about five times. You know, he's not yeah. Jalen Ramsey or Richard Sherman where he's going to kind of bring so that. so many players I would rather give $17 million a year to than yeah. Byron Jones. Um, we also had to uh, let 
Robert Quinn walk. Uh, obviously, Robert Quinn was brought in as like of a one-year uh, rental, and he played a hell of a fucking year. I mean, I can't. I don't have enough nice things to say about Robert Quinn. He was a great locker room guy. He super hardworking. He came out and got like, what did he end up with? Like ten sacks. Yeah, I, I actually don't have exact numbers, but he did lead the team in sacks. I know that he had a he had a great deal. But you know, him and uh, him and Tank across from each other is a really good dynamic. Uh, he but had eleven and a half sacks. Gosh, that's a really really good year. But he got paid like it, you know, and I was okay not keeping him. I mean, he got a five year seventy million dollar contract with the Bears, and he's you know he's in his I think early thirties. You know, I was. I'm fine letting that walk too, but uh, you know he was. That he was said, absolutely. Then uh, he went off to join the Bears for a bigger deal. He's now paired with Khalil Mack. That's a very cool duo. Sure. Um, but I will say, uh, the Cowboys did uh, go out and replace that hole at D end with a whole host of interesting characters. Um, so first off, uh, Alden Smith. Uh, the former, like, I'll say this. I mean, maybe this is a little hyperbolic, but like first couple years in the league, Alden Smith was like trending towards like a hall of fame career. He was absolutely freakish. Um, obviously Alden Smith has had a whole host of issues from substance abuse to DUI to domestic violence. Um, Alden Alden Smith is one of those people that when you look up their Wikipedia page, it has a section for suspension slash uh, legal issues, and that yeah. page is as long as their career. He's one of those guys. Which sucks, because, I mean, dude, in 2012, his second year in the league, uh, he had 19 and a half sacks. He's from a freak, dude. Outside linebacker. I mean, that is stupid dumb. Um, he hasn't played since 2015 in Oakland. Um, so who knows? I mean, it's a total, it's not like we're counting on him to like, you know, carry the squad, but it'll be interesting to see. There has been a lot of reports out of camp that he's really, really good and still a beast. So we'll see what happens there. Randy Gregory, my boy reinstated. We back to hype train. Uh, Randy was reinstated and extended. He got another year, so he's with the Cowboys through 2021. Um, I mean, honestly, at this point, I mean, all jokes aside, obviously me and Ben rib each other a lot about Randy Gregory because like, I like him and Ben's kind of like, whatever, bit, this guy's a bum. I've been um, ready to get rid of him for years, and Goat was just for sure thinking he, he was going to be a stud. But I think we've met somewhere in the middle that like at now. Um, I'm just rooting for Randy to, to be yeah. healthy and, and happy. You know what I like, mean? And like, it's easy to if break. Randy goes out there and has like a seven sack year, I'll be so stoked oh, for him. That'd be dude. huge. But I think it was a lot like, uh, you know, you looked at it and you, you, it's easy on the outside to be like, dude, this guy's just a pothead who doesn't give a shit. And that was always kind yeah. of my thought. But the more you read about him and hear like he's a guy who's really tried to get his life straight, like by all accounts, like people say, hey, if the Cowboys really didn't think he gave a shit, they would have moved on long by now, but they actually think he's a pretty, he's a guy who's had a lot of oh, internal mental health battles and they've tried to support him and they, they're really rooting for him. So he's been reinstated. Hopefully he can stay drug free. 
Um, I know that's a, a tough battle, so I am rooting for that. But yeah, on our as our bit, yeah, I will continue to roll my eyes at Randy Gregory hype. Um, yeah, I, I totally get it. Um, I mean, I I I, uh, I empathize. They gave well him number ninety four, Andy. They gave him Demarcus Ware's number. I get it. I mean, I'll say this: Randy Gregory had has as much talent as anyone. Like he has the physical gifts of any of your top flight him and him and Alden Smith are very similar in that they just both have incredible physical gifts and they both have squandered them completely up until this point in their career. So I guess the difference there. is, is Alden Smith at least produced it like an all pro level for a couple of years while being a. Oh uh, yeah. Shithead. Alden Smith managed to hold off the demons for 24 months before allowing <laughs> And when they came, they came a lot worse than Randy's. He was like crashing into trees and f- spilling oxycodone all over the pavement and like beating. Oh yeah, girls, he. So. I'm pretty sure he got a DUI and passed out in the car while it was like his foot was on the gas and he was just like revving against a tree or something. So oh yeah, he, uh, he's had some crazy issues and then the gun charge. I think like you can go yeah. ahead and read about him. He's he's wild. Um, Andy, I do want to take a step back and and just go go through some of the departures um as as andy did mention at the top byron's gone um uh robert quinn's gone jason witten is also gone he is not retired he wants to keep playing football so he moved to the las vegas raiders so um i think we were fine with that we 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 extended or re-signed i should say blake jarwin so hopefully jarwin era ben tell the people who my starting tight end in fantasy football is. That would be Blake Jarwin era, BJE, baby. BJE. Dude, we've literally been on the Jarwin train. Like, as many people love Rico, it was kind of a bit. As many people love Rico, he is a bit kind of love Jarwin instead. And Jarwin's turning into a stud. He really is turning into a stud. It's fun. I mean, I can't really figure out why we picked Jarwin over Schultz because I feel like at the time we could have easily picked Dalton Schultz as the guy we just like big up for no reason. I think it was because Jarwin has the Starwin nickname at the time, and that was like more fun. <laughs> um, but after he had that game against the Giants like two seasons ago where he had three TDs, I was just like, damn, dude, this dude could legit be a really good tight end. So I'm stoked for him. Yeah, he's going to be your starting tight end this year. Uh, they did pay him. Uh, Schultz is still around. They have some other Blake Bell, who was the, the Bell- Belldozer. He's around as a tight end. Um, hopefully they have a package or two around him. That'd be fun. But yeah, Andy, so that's that's the tight end. Um, some other big names. Tavon Austin is gone. Randall Cobb is gone. Randall Cobb got paid by the Texans. I think he had a good year good last him, year. Man. Yeah, he had a good he year last a, year. He was a great cowboy. I have nothing but good things to say about him. Our, our wide receiver core got a little more crowded, so there was no way he was going to get that money here. Um, so good for him. Yeah, Xavier Suofilo, uh, he was on O-line, is gone. And the big one, um, or the biggest, we probably haven't talked about, Travis Frederick uh, retired after his, um, I think, battle with Gian and, and Jeff Heath, dude. Well, yeah. That's the course. top one. That's the number one. The GOAT. Jeff Heath, the GOAT, is gone. But, along. but yeah, in, in all seriousness, uh, Travis Frederick retiring is like a huge blow to the team. Um, he did come back last year and play at a Pro Bowl level, um, having recovered uh, at least to the point of being able to play NFL football from Gillian I was say, Barre, it, it may have been a little bit of a, um, what do you call it, uh, recognition. Yeah, it's like some, 
uh, yeah, you know some what? Em- some empathy but still, votes. That's fine. Um, he he, he was certainly good. not a liability at center in any way, shape, or form. So, like, I don't have a problem with it. Um, but I think you go through something like that, and especially if you're Travis Frederick and you've played at such a high level and you know how good you you were and suddenly you're just like maybe a little bit off and you can't do what you used to do. Maybe that's enough to make you reconsider kind of the entire thing. Um, so I'm, I'm just happy that he's like healthy enough to like live a normal life and enjoy his money and his family. And um, Travis has been a tremendous cowboy. Um, yeah, we'll great. He was great in the 2010s, man. He was uh, – our best runs were aided often by him being the anchor of that offensive line. So he stepped into our line pretty much as a day one pro bowler. And we in GOAT hated that pick. Yeah, time. I mean – Holy shit, did we riot. Was we, it fun? We traded down from 18 to 30, and we passed on Eric Reed at the time, who we both wanted because me and GOAT have been dying to get a safety for – like a decade now, and we took a center. What the fuck? But you know what? He was awesome. Uh, hopefully, a happy retirement for for Mister Fred Beard. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um, uh, a couple other. I won't, I won't go through all of these, but a couple other big names: Malik Collins. He was a guy who kind of flashed at D tackle. He got a fat deal from the Raiders, so he's gone. And Daniel Ross also left for the Raiders. Uh, another D tackle. Um, we took we took and, a a lot of our guys went to the Raiders. I don't know if that's just like a scheme uh, similarity or they just liked. I mean, they were good players. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Raiders are just taking our trash, but it's interesting. Well, that they I think all ended Marinelli there. went over there, didn't he? Oh, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, he did. So he's now the defensive line coach. So he went and grabbed a couple of his guys. So, so obviously, with that many guys departing, we kind of got into some of the dudes that came over. Um, you know, starting, uh, you know, with uh, a couple of our guys, but we, we brought in some extra talent on defense, uh, and then obviously had the draft as well. Ben, would you rather start with, uh, the draft or the free agent acquisitions? Um, let's just go signs. We didn't have any huge ones. I think we can do through those quick. Cause I think the draft sure. was, was a lot. so, uh, Gerald McCoy, uh, all was going to be tackle uh signed to the cowboys uh very exciting player uh, unfortunately suffered an injury in training camp and done for the year uh cowboys released him as kind of a contractual thing that where they could get him off the books but he said that his intention is to come play for dallas next season and the cowboys said they're definitely open to that so that's um, a bummer that too because it's a great uh d tackle in his prime so yeah um so we have that uh, Don Terry Poe, another D tackle. Good deal. Two years, ten and a half mil. Um, he was the kind of the stalwart of the Chiefs, and then he moved to the Panthers last year as well. With with him and uh, uh, McCoy played together there, and so I'm excited about that. He's a big dude, man. Like we haven't had. You're gonna see him on your screen on Sunday. I was like, yeah, I'm stoked about that. And then, uh, yeah, the, I mean, obviously the biggest one ever is in Griffin. Um, Yes, he was a free agent for a long time. Um, he just got signed really almost like less than a month ago, a couple weeks ago, in fact. So he's hasn't been with the team long, but Everson Griffin, um, probably not in his prime anymore. He's now 33, was a stud on the Vikings for a long time. I think but eight, him- eight sacks last year, 
You yeah, know, he's yeah. had he's had at least five sacks uh, every year since 2011. So, okay, pretty well, I'm pretty a- solid contributor. I'm pumped because we we knew we needed extra help, and we just talked about you know Randy Gregory's back and Alden Smith's getting a third shot at life, but um, yeah, we definitely needed a big guy in in the middle there. So front you seven know, looks really nasty, to be honest. I mean, right. you're talking about like a tank, some combination of like Poe, Crawford, Griffin, Griffin. yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then on the other side, some combination of like Alden. Grandy Gregory, um, and then obviously the linebackers. You got uh, Sean Lee, uh, Jalen Smith, and uh, Leighton Vander Esch. I think Sean Lee is starting the the year on that three week IR. Um, of course, he's hurt right now. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm kind of rooting for uh, us to get a little a little look at March Lillard. To be honest with you, so maybe we'll see some of the uh, the more rotational guys get some shine with Sean not in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to see. The other big one I think was pretty cool is uh, Andy Dalton came in um, to back up Dak. So I love that. Andy Dalton was on the cheap, a one-year seven mil, which for a backup, that's great. And Andy Dalton's the perfect kind of backup you want. Um, Tons of experience in this league. Never won in the playoffs, but he's been a bunch. And, you know, he's, he's a local guy, I think lives in the area still. So... Uh, I'm gonna, and I'll, I'll put him, uh, and I'll definitely put him like third on the depth chart uh, behind Dak, who I have as backup. Um, <laughs> who you got starting? I mean, it's it's a no brainer. You got to start Ben DiNucci. Uh <laughs> We call him the Galloping Wop. Uh, we call him the Big Bufungu. Uh, in, I'm talking about in the neighborhood. This is what we call him. You know, like when I'm out of my stoop. Uh, you know where I'm from. I'm I'm clearly from the Bronx. Uh, I wear a lot of track suits and, you know, I remember one time, uh, we was outside and I said, Hey, Ben DiNucci, you, you, <laughs> you and he threw a football f- 150 yards and it, uh, hit big chin, Michael Bakley, Rio, right in the, right in the kissa. So yes, that is going to be my bit for the rest of the season as a, uh, as a WAP myself, I will be rooting for Ben DiNucci to take over the <laughs> dynasty reigns of the Dallas Cowboys organization. The skinny Guinea baby from James Madison college. I, I always round. assume, I don't know where James Madison is. I'm just imagining it's like a, a community college on like long Island, like right. And then it's like next to a pizza parlor <laughs> in, in East Harlem. I love to think he's he's just always dragging a cigarette like on the sidelines, just ready to play, and then throw on the jersey. You know, just he only he only plays w- like one or two games a year because he'll only play in New York. He like refuses to leave the city, <laughs> so he's just like, oh yeah, when you come play the Giants at the Meadowlands, give me a call. Hey, he was first team All CAA last year. Goat. That sounds like a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Ben DiNucci, number seven, but number one in Goat's heart from Atlanta, Georgia, actually. Random. Oh, hell yeah. So we've, it was, a uh, he, it, speaking of players we added, obviously we had a very interesting draft. Yeah. So let's go um, to the draft. Goat. We, we, we talked about the, should we, should we go from the front or the back? Should we make it more interesting and start with, uh, we, we just did Ben DiNucci. So that was our seventh round pick. Should we go down to our, like our fifth and go that way so we can get to the fun? Oh yeah. Top? You want to? You want to hype it, count it down? Reverse right. order. Reverse order. Sure. 
Yeah. Um, so seventh was uh, seventh round pick, number two thirty one, uh, Big Ben Danucci, uh, QB from James Madison. Um, you know, it's a seventh round QB. It is what it is. There, probably um, starter. Fifth round, number one seventy nine overall was Bradley and I. Uh, he's a DN from Utah. Um, this was a compensatory pick that we got. I don't really know a ton about this guy, but I talked to uh, one of my homies at work who went to Utah, and he said he's tight. You know, I follow quite a few people on Twitter, the beat writers and film nerds, et cetera, et cetera, and they loved this pick. So uh, a lot of people wanted to grab him in the fourth, actually, and the third. Oh, wow. So, you know, he cool. fell to the fifth. It is what it is. I don't know if we'll make an impact, but, um, you know, he could be cool. Another DN. I like it. I never hate taking uh, defensive players. Uh, fourth, our second of our two fourth round picks, number one forty six overall, uh, Tyler Biades. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, center from Wisconsin, so obviously uh, kind of the spiritual successor to Travis Frederick. Um, you know, Tyler was a, had a good college career. Uh, hope and Wisconsin does churn out great offensive sure, linemen. Sure, I hope he's he not. Balls. That'd be he's sick. He's not projected to start. That'll be Joe Looney, who has backed up Frederick. He started all 2018 season for the Cowboys. Backed up yep. last year. He resigned a cheap deal this year, so he'll probably start. But uh, hopefully, we groom this kid for the for the future. I like that. I like that. Uh, and our first fourth round pick was number one twenty three overall, Reggie Robinson, the second. Uh, which I always think it's weird when people are like, "I'm the second. It's like, but you're just junior. Like, ah, uh, but it's tight to be. The it, I know it's tight, but it is what it is. Okay, he was he's a cornerback. He went to Tulsa. Um, obviously, huge fan of us having guys in the secondary. We have a pretty thin secondary this year, as evidenced by one of the guys we're going to mention on this list is actually currently chalked in to start on sunday um so the more bodies well, the better about a man he was uh he ran a four 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 at the draft so hopefully he's that'll, back that'll do that'll do and he's deaf in his left ear so that's not great here's your trivia on uh reggie robinson dang um third round pick number 82 overall neville gallimore defensive tackle from oklahoma um we get a we every just, year. Every well, year. and we always take a guy that where it's like he was super tight for two games and then didn't play at all as a senior or something like that. It's always that guy, either for like injury reasons, scheme change reasons, whatever. Um, but hey, I mean, they do produce good players, so I'm down to give it a shot if they think that he's the man. Yeah, you know, some people were pumped by it. He was, uh, just to know, Andy, he was rated as the number one Canadian draft prospect for 2020. So Ty, dude. That's a medium-sized bar to jump over. Best Canadian player in the draft. And then uh, second-round pick, number 51 overall, Trevon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs, cornerback from Alabama. Um, this is the brother of uh, Bills Stephon. and former uh, Vikings stud wide receiver Stephon Diggs. Um, I was know, pumped by Tray- this pick, man. This is a good pick. Trayvon's six one. Uh, he's got pretty good speed and quickness. Um, I think his the the things I've seen are that he doesn't have like elite top end speed, and he sometimes gets caught coming out of breaks, but. Other than that, I mean, from what I've seen, he's uh, 
pretty highly touted, and he is scheduled to start opposite of Anthony Brown on Sunday. Yeah, man. I uh, went to Alabama, so big time school was a stud at Alabama. You know, they, I don't know, I swear their, their whole defense pretty much just walks into the NFL, so it's hard to say who's really the, the premier talent. But a lot of people had him going late first round, early second. So the fact that we got him late second, I, I see as a positive because I remember people mocking him to us like months before the draft in the first round. And so we knew he needed a, a cornerback with uh, Byron Jones departing. So this kid's going to get plenty of opportunities, going to get plenty of burn. It's been, uh, I feel like, a minute since we've had a, a, a guy prone to takeaways. They say that's one of his his most attractive features is he is a bit of a ball hawk. So, you know, Andy, I I, I love it, honestly, man. I, I, I think you're going to see him eventually support plant himself in the starter role. I know right now Cheetah's a little banged up, which I think is why he's projected to start right now. But yeah. I think by the end of the year, you'll see him pretty much play every snap. And I did see that uh, Cheeto, uh, did, it was a full participant at practice yesterday. So I think he's coming along nicely. So that's good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe, right. Sorry. I think it's Jordan Lewis that's banged up. He's not playing. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Cheetah might have been. Cheeto is banged up. He is playing. Jordan Lewis is banged up, and he's not playing. Um, but we'll get into that. We'll do a quick uh, – uh, we don't want this podcast to last four hours, but we do have a lot to get through. So uh, we'll get into to, to the Sunday preview. But, uh, yeah, I love this pick. And that brings us, to Andy, to our first-round pick. We're sitting there. Tell me where you were. Tell me who you were thinking. I was in my living room. Um, you know, we had j- kind of just, like, gotten into our lockdown – vibe at that point so i was just like tight chilling in the in the living room um cassie was already uh in her in our bedroom uh kind of like bedding down for the night because she goes to bed hella early um and i freaked out dude because like we never take a guy this cool we never do we always have the opportunity to go after guys like this and then we'll take like some I mean, not in a bad way, just like some much more vanilla player. Um, and yeah, when I saw that there was a chance we were going to get to take who I think was the best receiver in the draft, um, dude, it blew me away to get CD Lamb. It was insane. CD Lamb. Uh, he was not the first receiver taken off the board, right? The Raiders reached on uh, the earner out of Alabama, that was Henry Ruggs. And then the other guy a lot of people had going was Jerry Judy. So it was between CD and, and Judy. I think most Cowboy fans wanted CD because we get to see a lot of Big 12 football, and CD Lamb was yeah. an absolute treat. Um, Honestly, none of the big three wide receivers I would have been that pissed about. I, I oh, know no. less about Rugs, but. Oh, I mean, sure. Yeah, turned out but, awesome. But yeah, I mean, it, by all accounts, they weren't really expecting to take a wide receiver. I mean, we just paid Amari Cooper big money during the offseason. Um and we gave or Which I mean I'm Michael not, Gallup, honestly, I'm not sure I'm not sure that Gallup isn't already better than Amari. And to be honest, Tony Pollard, his play style fits the modern league better than Diva Zeke. So how much worse could the team be without 190 million dollars of contracts between those two players? I'd 
get on to you if like these weren't real thoughts that real people had out there. Bro, I I cannot understand people at all that'll sit there and write those things. It's just like, what if we got rid of all the good players and hoped that unproven players were as good as them? <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that's how everything works. Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, I look, I. I get it, I guess. People are, nobody wants to pay anybody, but I never really understood because, like, we don't really, it's not our money. Like, you know, as long as we're under the cap and um, we're still okay, as far as I'm aware, we're going to have to figure out when the hell we're going to pay Dak Prescott. Uh, quick note there, Andy, uh, we did not pay him this offseason. Yet again, we squandered that. Um, if you remember me and Andy said, you should probably want to pay Dak before Wentz and Goff extend. Last offseason, Winston Goff extend. Dak doesn't. Okay, so his price maybe goes up a little bit. Then we said, well, you for sure don't want to fuck it up and let Mahomes and Deshaun Watson sign. What happened about a week ago, Andy? <laughs> uh, Yeah, we got Mahomes already signed his huge deal, and now we got Watson. So Watson just signed at 40 mil. Mahomes was also getting 40 mil for like the next – 10 seasons or 50 mil. I can't even remember. It was outrageous. So, I mean, now Dak looks at them and I don't, dude, he's going to get $40 million from some team. I, I'm really starting, and I don't know if we should do it on this spot. I'm really starting to wonder if, if we pay him this year. Like, if he, he's playing on the dude, tag. It's, he it's may definitely got me worried. Walk. Yeah. And like, it begs the question how long do we have before it becomes like a disrespect issue? Yeah. I mean, um, somebody would give him crazy people money. Told so. us we were, people told us we were stupid for wanting to pay Dak $30 million. And there were people that were like, he should take 22 and all this other shit. Um, Dude, if you could be on like two year, years ago, yeah, he would be making less, around 30 mil a year, and he'd be like the sixth highest paid QB right now. We and, and we could, I mean, dude, can you imagine how smart we'd feel if we were watching Mahomes and uh Watson sign those deals and we were sitting here or and we were sitting here being like, we have three more years of deck for the price of like two years of either of those guys? We would feel brilliant. There's no doubt that Steven and Jerry have absolutely fumbled this negotiation the rumor was they apparently agreed with the deal right before and weren't able to get it signed so that right at the deadline i don't know how much that's I buy even that. dumber yeah i was gonna say that makes you look even more incompetent um but i don't that's know your, that that's the defense you're going with it's like yeah we just lost the papers i don't know if it's arrogance but there you could really look that we haven't signed that many like we kind of screwed up the zeke thing to some people i was fine paying him but i get it we waited a year on Amari, and his price tag went up about $10 million overall. It just seems like we kind of screwed up our recent negotiations. Steven is... Not that I hate who we've signed, but I feel like a better GM could have got better deals. But I don't know. Maybe that's how everyone feels about their... I, I definitely am like okay with our... Uh, I don't hate our personnel decisions. I just think that... The Cowboys really can have convinced themselves that they are like, like these great wheeler and dealers and they've got to get the right deal done. And I understand that. I really do. Like it's super important to, oh, yeah, uh, because there was a time where Jerry was terrible. Jerry threw money at everybody. 
But dude, it's just man, like the if we if we had just signed Dak for even the market rate for a top three QB early, we would be in such good shape right now. And instead, instead here we are. Um, that was more sad. I, I just I don't think we had put that on the agenda, so I wanted to touch on it. But yeah, Dak Dak's playing on a one year. I think it's like thirty mil. I don't know what the tag is this year. Is it even higher? Thirty five or something? Something like that. So. It is what it is, man. I'm, I'm hoping something gets done the off season. But every time you wait, like you said, it, it gets a little disrespectful, and the price tag goes up. So I do want to go back and, and just mention how pumped I am that we got CD Lamb. This is obviously the first first rounder we've taken since Dez. And speaking of Dez, he is signing or he is getting for 88, Andy. So CD Lamb will be the next 88 out there. Yeah. So I know, I know this was like a point of contention with you. Um, on draft night, people asked, you know, people said like, oh, you know, uh, CD's going to get 88. Jerry kind of hinted that he was going to. Lamb said he wants to wear his college number. And then Jerry kind of like, I'm not going to say like forced him to take 88. Um, All right, Andy's dogs are uh, throwing a fit back there. I don't know what they're barking at at this point. They just both freaked out really bad. Um, so, yeah, the uh, the question, I guess, becomes, you know, how do you feel about that so soon after Dez? Um, well, you know, I how do you Dez. feel about it in general? Just like, should we be handing 88 out every generation should there be time between 88 should you have to prove yourself before you get 88 all great questions i uh thank you for asking me sir i obviously i love des and i wish he had landed somewhere this offseason we really may be looking at the end of his career and i hate that i hate how it ended in dallas because i do think he absolutely was a legend here who still holds our touchdown record and I still think there's a sect of fans that shit on him. So I don't yeah, know. I, if CD wanted 88, I would have been all down. I like you said, I didn't really like that they kind of not shoehorn. They kind of forced him to take it though. Which okay, like yeah, I agree. It was definitely like a marketing slash like business decision that it was like, no, we need a new 88. But look, they took best. Player available. I'm pumped to have CD. I'm gonna like. I was super psyched. I think everyone loves getting a new wide receiver because it's just it's a fun position. A lot of rookies like even if you need O line or D line or corner, like receiver's probably the most fun position you can take outside of teams that are really desperate for a quarterback and you possibly get get your new franchise guy or whatever. But yeah, he was a stud in college. I mean, had over. 1,300 yards last year, 14 touchdowns, um, absolutely balled pretty much all three years at Oklahoma. So he comes off, he, he was a punt returner. There's a lot of talk he may get to return punts. I uh, saw him in practice yesterday fielding punts. Yeah. Uh, he's not a straight-line burner. He had a 4-5-40. He's not slow, but I, I don't think he's taking the wheels up. But he's great in the open field which I think is is going to be exciting to see. So I imagine he'll play a lot of slot. I imagine hopefully, you know, McCarthy and, and Moore move him around quite a bit, but we're going to have three really 
talented wide receivers. I mean, Gallup just came off a thousand yards. Amari is borderline top ten. He's probably right around that spot, you know. So you know, you're going to have three really high pedigree guys, and going back to Dak's contract, you know, tie it all together. Like, there's no way this guy doesn't put up big stats with these three. Yeah, from a from just an X's and O's standpoint, it it really begs the question: like, how do you cover this team? Um, you got to just really hope that you can blast through the offensive line and get to Dak or Zeke, because if you let Dak have any time at all, he's just got so many weapons; it's impossible to cover everyone. If you drop everyone back into coverage to, to take a care to, to account for that, he's got a pretty good receiving tight end and. Zeke Elliott plus yeah, Tony Pollard. Zeke's kind of become the, the forgotten guy here. Like, and he is, which is our- crazy to think about. Cause like, oh, yeah. It, it, just a couple years ago, we were like, can Cole Beasley be the number one wide receiver in the NFL? Like, <laughs> we, it, it wasn't quite that bad. We were definitely like, when we got like three years ago, our top pass catcher heading in the year is going to be Alan Hearns and like 36 year old Jason Witten. So Dude, I'll never see- forget reading posts about how Alan Hearns could replace <laughs> Des Bryant and be a number one receiver. That happened. It did. And Alan Hearns is, I mean, I think he, he actually opted out of the season for COVID purposes, which fine, but I, um, yeah, it, it was, it was wild. So the fact that they've been able to build what looks like, the best wide receiver core. I think the only team that can maybe throw water on that is, is the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles. They're so barren at wide receiver. <laughs> Whoa, dude, dude Jalen Rager, dude. They're over here dusting off like, uh, the 20th iteration of Deshaun Jackson, hoping that he yeah. still has a little bit of go in him. So, yeah, that's, that's rough. Um, the chiefs have a cool wide receiver core. Uh, the Falcons have a wide receiver core. Oh yeah, they're, they're up there. But I think as far as like a three-headed monster, yeah, like- three legit like guys where you're like, if if any of those three or all of those three get a thousand yards, you wouldn't be like, whoa, I can't believe X name got a thousand yards. That's so unlike right. him. Like, and I think the only Alex team he's the man. Amari's obviously just a, when he's play- when he's healthy and playing he's a fucking beast and then cd is like a total blue chip coming in and he gets the benefit of those two other guys doing their thing and i assume a lot of the packages are going to be cd in the slot with the third corner on him i mean he's going to eat some of those guys up you would think so man i mean especially looking what randall cobb did last year and and no and he's insult. got a little des to him he's got a little like you know jump ball spectacular catchness i mean not on on des's level obviously but yeah i've been trying to find a comp for him and i don't have one yet you know it's a little weird because we're going into the season without any preseason so we haven't seen him but the, the if you believe the reports coming out of the beat writers and the dallas cowboy uh media then apparently he's already primed as goat so we'll just we'll just wait and see i have seen some wildly uh and i and and honestly i don't it's one it's not cd's fault no i really feel bad for him because he clearly is really talented right um his draft position says that his performance in college says that 
I mean, even though I think that they are being hyperbolic, obviously he's performing really well in camp. He's like doing things that make people go, wow. Um, And we've been to camp. So we know that like routine catches made in front of that crowd will be met with like, whoa, a six yard button hook. Dude, Dez is crazy. So um, I get it. But at the same time, I'm just like, can we just pump the brakes until, I mean, don't get me wrong. If the kid goes out there this year and has a 1,500-yard rookie year, then I'll crown him just as much as anyone. Lord knows I'm good at overhyping Cowboys players, but I just don't want to like put all the pressure on him to be better than Des Bryant from the jump. Dude, he's he's competing with two other guys. There's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense is basically what I'm saying. So don't oh, be yeah. surprised if he has like 700 yards and five touchdowns. It's like... Oh, great. That'd be great. That's what I mean. Like, people need to... There's a lot of hype around this kid, though. If you heard nothing else about the Dallas Cowboys this offseason, I bet you heard... Oh, wow. Just wait until he has the 700-yard, five-touchdown year, and then there's, like, posts on the Cowboys Reddit that are like, CD, kind of a bust? Kind of a bust? Should we start Noah Brown? Should we give Cedric Cedric Wilson another chance? Dude. (laughs) Resign Lance Lenore? Yeah, that's actually, you know, we didn't get to talk about this, but that was probably the best part of not having preseason is we don't have to listen to like people convince themselves our wide receiver five is actually a stud. Yeah, there's none of those camp darlings, the pet cat syndrome that we all get. Um, we all get, but it's just like, gosh, sometimes you and you even the it. even the beat writers weren't allowed to cover camp like they normally are. So they couldn't even like regale people on Twitter with like with that much like I'll say this right now and I know it's kind of crazy but Randy Gregory is better than Randy White at this point like he just is it is what it is dude <laughs> yeah we we were spared a lot of that and I actually think that might be a benefit for the Cowboys um not being like the loudest offseason that they've ever had especially while going through coaching changes so Agreed. It should be pretty great, but I think that's pretty much the offseason. Um, with a rap goat, do you have anything else that we we miss? No, I mean, I, the only the only other thing I wanted to talk about was really this game on Sunday. Yeah, so we let's go ahead and do it, man. Let's let's jump into the first game of the twenty twenty season. We have somehow made it play on Sunday. It's it doesn't feel like football season, so it's just like it's come out of nowhere, which is kind of nice. I I haven't spent like weeks anticipating and being anxious about it. Um, we played the L.A. Rams in prime time on Sunday. Um, definitely a different Rams team than the last couple years, as far as like At their new stadium. Yeah, they do have a really like en- enormous, crazy stadium that no one will be in. Have you looked at it, like pictures of it? It seriously. I've seen it like- when I flew in LA a couple times. I saw when they were building it, so I've seen like the basic shape of it and stuff. It looks tight. Like it seems like they looked at what Dallas did and just sort of said, "Yeah, that's cool," and just <laughs> copied. <laughs> I mean, it's an awesome stadium, but it really does look a lot hey. like. World. I give anyone credit that ends up with a good stadium. After seeing the new Texas Rangers ballpark, I was just like, okay, you can fuck up one of these. This looks horrendous. I'm holding off judgment until I go in, but that's fair. Yeah. It looks like a barbecue grill from the outside. So I'm it trying to. It's an eyesore from the outside, but 
like when you're watching the games, I don't know, I guess it's just every stadium is going to look fine. Yeah, very true. Very true. I mean, if it's got a great game day atmosphere inside, then who gives a shit what it looks like on the outside for sure. Um, but yeah, so we do play the Rams. Um, there's no Todd Gurley on this Rams team. Uh, nope. they, they're down many, many weapons from the previous high octane versions of the Rams in yesteryear. Um, so we're kind of going to get to see like this new look Cowboys, you know, new coach, new weapons loaded to the max with high octane offensive firepower going out to LA to see, can they do it right from the jump? They'll be going against recently crowned highest paid cornerback in history. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Ben, how are you feeling about the game? Um, I feel pretty good. We are a slight favorite even on the road. I think I see two and a half goat is what I just looked up. So that's cool. Uh, we're favored to win. I'm excited to see this this offense. You know, I the Rams are weird, Andy, because they were so great in 2018 and such a wet fart last year. Like they were just so. Yeah. I mean, even last year, I think they finished eight and eight. Like they weren't awful. We just we expected a lot more out of them. So, and we know. beat their ass last year. So, like, yeah, we kicked their ass for us to get to eight and eight. So, but actually, they went to wild. they went nine and seven last year. Sorry, sorry, Rams fans, <laughs> if any of you exist. But no, um, Jared Goff's still there. Had a terrible year last year. I'm not sure what to expect, Andy. Uh, yeah, me either. Their only two weapons really seem to be Robert Woods, Cooper Cup who I think are both pretty good wide receivers, but they don't just wow you either. And yeah, then running backs I, hurt. So they're yeah. kind of, mm. yeah, they're, they're rolling with maybe like cam acres who they just drafted out of where do you go? Like Auburn, Georgia. Yeah, I think so like that. I want to say Auburn, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So anyway, it'll be a little bit of a new look Rams. The only thing, and I think we differ a little bit on this opinion. I actually do kind of, prescribed to the theory that Sean McVay is a football genius. Um, oh, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I think he's good. I just like, I, the, the reason I'm, I'm sure you're saying this because I made that comment the other day when we were just chatting via text um, about him being a boy genius. Um, I do just think it's funny how every year we just like the media latches on to like one of these storylines and just like creates this like mythology of like, Oh my God, this guy's going to change. And then, you know, he, I think, uh, I think he came back down to earth a little bit last year. I do think he's a really good offensive mind, though. Obviously, his system works really well. Yeah, I mean, he was. They were brilliant in 2018, and they got all the hype. And then when you follow it up the way they did in 2019, they're kind of a poor imitation of themselves. So, I don't know. We'll see, man. They're, they're. I don't know. I, I don't think the Rams make the playoffs this year to be honest. So I don't think they're a playoff team. I think what you see is about eight and eight again. Uh, and that's mainly cause I just don't really believe in Jared Goff Like I used to, uh, I think he's kind of overrated. So if we can get to pressure him a bit, then we'll be fine. But I really just don't think they can slow down this defense or this offense. Um, what's your prediction for the game? Uh, it's a high over under compared out there. It's like 51.5. So people are expecting some, some fireworks between these two teams, but I think we deliver. I think it's a, I think it's a cowboy win. I think it's 
about 28-24. I may even, I'll go 31. I said Greg DeLeg gets gets an old field goal against his old team. So I'll say 31-24. And I think the offense looks good, man. I think we look a lot how we looked week one, two, and three last year where they came out really motivated. I think, uh, you know, as good as they were against. Yeah, exactly. As good as they were against the pass last year, they were pretty terrible against the run. So that bodes well for Zeke. I just think we have so many weapons, man. I think you see a. Um, I think you see. What about you? Yeah, I'm saying uh, Cowboys win. I'm going uh, 28 14. I think the front seven is going to get a lot of pressure on Goff, maybe even make some turnovers happen. I don't really have any confidence in their run game. Um, I want to see the Cowboys. Light it up on offense. I mean, four touchdowns isn't an insane offensive score, but like first week of the year, you know, kind of getting your legs under you. I'd like to see Dak throw a couple hey, TDs in the game, first half. Win. You win the majority of them, so yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. So yeah, man, I'm stoked. We'll have to. We'll definitely uh, be back to report on that on Tuesday when we get back to our regular schedule. All right, uh, little sides here. Do we have a CD Lamb touchdown? Yes or no? I'm gonna say yes, we do. I think in the red zone, I, we're gonna we're gonna see CD Lamb become like kind of play that Des role of like the jump ball guy. Okay. Do we have Zeke? Of course, of course. Do we have a Blake Jarwin era sighting? And by that, I- oh, that's a tough one because I'm gonna say yes to all these, and then it's gonna be like, well, there's not 96 touchdowns. Hold on, I got I to get the door real quick. We'll edit this out. One second. Yeah. It's okay. Goats, uh, he's got a couple of, of barking dogs back there, so I'll let him handle that. But I do think uh, I think we're in it for a good season, guys. I really do. I, I know we say this pretty much every year, but I think the addition of some of the pieces and the absence of Jason Garrett should be awesome for this team. So... If they manage to get through 16 games without the league breaking down due to COVID, then I think we'll be there at the end. So uh, they also yeah, I added. Agree. I agree with you. I'm oh. I'm worried a little bit about the uh, the COVID situation. I can they make it through all 16 games? I really hope they can. The NBA has done a great job. Can the NFL do the same thing? We'll find yeah. out. NBA bubble is what's kept them, but you're right. I, I think we'll see some. Some tests obviously pop up. Um, I do want to point out, Andy, that people may not know seven teams make the playoffs this year um, as a six. So they took away the bye seed for week for the two seeds or the bye week for the two seed. So the one seed is the only team that gets a bye, and then everybody else plays uh, the wild card round. I hope we don't get a bye. We're terrible when we have a bye. So recently, I guess, yeah, I mean, 2016 and 20, whatever that Romo year, 24. No, 2014, we didn't get a buy. What was the year? 22, I guess 2007. Was that the year we got smoked by the Giants? Fuck, we yep. have so many disasters in the last yep. like 10 years. We do. But not this year. This is a new era, the McCarthy era. Dude, the McCarthy era is officially beginning. Dude, Jason Garrett is gone. The man haunted our entire 20s, Andy. He stole our youth. He Agreed. stole. He stole the prime of our favorite Cowboys of all time. 
Um, yeah, I'll never really forgive him for that. He doesn't seem like no. a terrible person, but I still kind of hate him for that. Yeah. Uh, if we didn't mention it, he is in the division still. He's the OC of, of the Giants, so you'll still Dude, see his. Jason Garrett and Danny Dimes. Is there a more like personalityless group of white men? What if he comes out after the Giants win their first game and he goes, huh, would have been a lot easier to win games if I had Saquon instead of bum-ass Zeke. Oh How triggered God, would be? Like, ultimate triggered. Like I would be like, I really hate Jason Garrett now. He's the worst. So, oh, my God. Oh. Well, does that cover everything, Ben? It does. Um, this would be the end of the boys will be boys portion. I do want to say I'm going to add on a quick uh, – a, a thing here, say me and Andy every week. Uh, a side thing called bets will be bets, and uh, we're throwing Hell fifty yeah. bucks a piece towards the betting world. All right, we're taking our stab at it. So go. Yeah, I did want really good about that that Broncos bet we were talking about, and then I saw that Von Miller destroyed his ankle for the whole year. Now I'm scared about it. Uh, we're gonna go with it. We're gonna go with it. We're gonna trust the altitude. All right. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna talk. Talk with you about our bet. So me and Andy both got a, we'll call it 50 units, you know, people or 100 units, you know. We'll, we'll oh, speak damn, in we're into terminology. Uh, we're just, you know, just the people don't really know how much we're throwing down, even though right. one unit could probably be $1. But, you know, no one will crack that code. No one will crack that code. So I'm thinking we talked about 20 units on the Broncos at home, mortal lock of the century. They never, ever, ever lose their home openers man they're like 20 and two in september as ben gets as ben gets more into sports betting he's just going to slowly be coming onto the podcast and like open like really unbuttoned button up shirts with like gold chains on and like like plaid like sport coats being like oh whoa it's benny the greek over here just to be very clear if we were allowed i and by allowed i mean like people didn't make fun of me i would definitely have had a gold chain by now a thousand percent yeah. And probably oh, dude, if I was even tangentially related to the hip hop world, I would have just caveated that into me. You have always wanted to show peace. Oh, and, and maybe a little Rolex on the pinky. You feel me? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. A little bit. Damn, um, a tiny Rolex on your pinky, like a small watch. That'd be so fire. Has no one thought of that yet? Dude, we should invent that. We would be <laughs> rappers would love that shit. Like, Yo, you can pay out. It's a Rolex. Damn, that's, that's some fire ice. That's so sick. Oh, so awesome. Okay, yeah, man, I'm down. Um, we'll yeah, have to you want me to discuss all our picks? Uh, or do you want yeah, yeah, me to Yeah, run, run it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, another one I'm going with. Um, you know, it's actually tough, Andy, when you actually look at some of these spreads. You know, I mean, like, I wanted to bet on the home. Yeah, Vegas knows what they're doing. Um. You know, the other one that I'm feeling out a little bit is I think, and I'm less certain about this one, but I think I like the um, Bills at six. Six is a lot, but over the Jets, I mean, I just don't have any faith in the Jets being any good. Yeah, the Jets suck. I just don't know anything about either of those teams enough to like, but I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm letting you guide me on this journey. Yeah, well, I'm just looking. We're, we'll, we'll, these aren't these aren't these aren't the set in stone. Denver, we both agree upon. Um, the other one I don't hate is the Dolphins covering six. They're 
to the Patriots with no Brady. You know, I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, it's interesting. And um, the thing that bugs me about the whole, I've saw like today I saw an Instagram post that from ESPN. It was like the ESPN's official Instagram, and it was like, "Who's going to win the Super Bowl?" A the the Chiefs, B the Bucks, C anyone else. And I was like, are we really <laughs> at that point where like I know. The Bucks are like the fifth team, maybe. That's like after we watch them play and if Tom Brady is actually still good, which I'm not totally convinced of. So I don't know. I, I think it's washed, trust me. I'm not throwing any money on the Bucks. In fact, that brings me to my third game. I want to take the Saints. This line was at three. It's moved to three and a half. Or maybe it was two and a half when I last looked. But Saints over the Bucks in New Orleans. We got to yeah. be feeling that. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah, that's it. That's 20 units on that. So we're locked on those two. And then the last one, Andy, we're throwing 20 on the boys. Hell yeah. You know I'm feeling that one. Hell so yeah. uh, we'll get a little more tricky. We'll get into some parlays and shit. But, you know, right now we'll we're just. We'll just update the fans on our bidding, our degeneracy on each at the end of each episode. Yeah, they'll let us know how much I'm in the hole and how much I'm up. So uh, that's me and Andy Six. Go ahead, run to your bookie, throw them in. Um, I guarantee. Put this on Dallas. (laughs) Hey, I was listening to Boys Will Be Boys. They said this was a goddamn lock. (laughs) Put my 401k on it. Oh goddamn! Hell yeah! Now we're talking. All right. Oh, so yeah, that's a that's a fun new segment for the year. I'm stoked. Uh, bets will be bets. Uh, like I said, if you if you don't want to hear that part, go ahead and you know rewind your pod five minutes and uh, uh, close it off, and it'll be like it never happened. There you go. So if that covers everything, Ben, uh, any 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 final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think we kick ass this year. Um, I'm excited. Our second game is against Atlanta. We will be back next week to discuss what happened against the Los Angeles Rams and to preview the Falcons game. And if Andy has already bought Super Bowl tickets, all those things will be, will be discussed. Absolutely. They will. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you like what you hear, leave us a little rating on the iTunes. You know, it just, it just helps us in our uh, little, little fight against the algorithm. You know, get this little deep stuff to listen to the pod. You can go to uh, our, the, our page in, in iTunes, in the Apple music store. You can go to our SoundCloud and starting shortly, you can now go to listen to us on Spotify. So check out any place where, uh, podcasts are available uh and if you like what you hear yeah give us a rate and uh a subscribe a like and uh you know feel free to shoot us any questions either to the uh inbox on twitter a dm on instagram or uh just you know comment on any post you see with the episode posted we'd love to interact with the fans answer any questions you guys have debate any topic uh thanks so much for listening as always at BWBB pod for the Twitter. I don't know what Andy actually named the gram, but uh... yeah, I'd have to look again. I think it's the same thing. Now, but we're taking the rust off guys. It's the off season for us too. So Shut as up, always, Nucci, we love you. Big news. As always, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin T. Walker. And this has been boys. Be boys. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.